0: Welcome to Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Good morning to you, Jason Kong. Here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm here. I'm back. You are back, Bill, and uh, I've been forewarned and I've prepared your your soapbox for this morning. Oh, I've thank gone you. ahead and set that up for you. So uh,
1: yes, okay, we're ready. Uh, actually, uh, good morning. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, uh, um, Bill. Um, you know, I, I need to complain a little bit about how wonderful our government is, and and I say that with all tongue in cheek. <laughs> uh, well, let's start out with uh, cost of colas, and now you know what that means: cost of living adjustment, right? Uh, which uh, increases, and and we just found out what our cola. 2020 will be do you have a clue what it will be
0: i do not bill right. enlighten well, me well
1: in essence it it's supposed to give us some uh help uh relating to inflation you know so in essence um there are, uh but but what a lot of folks don't realize is the fact that uh colas can be based on a lot of different things okay Uh, And so uh, what the COLA uh, for 2020 will be, in other words, uh, for – and, of course, this includes lots of folks, you know, federal retirees, veterans, uh, you know, military retirees. um, uh, It includes Social Security checks for seniors, uh, which I think is, uh, of of course, very important, um, and pretty much any other – Retired uh, public servants, um, you know, most um, uh, public servants uh, who have retired do receive uh, cost of living adjustments uh, in in their pay. And so this this year's COLA will be 1.6%. Now, the question I have for you is, do you think that actually reflects inflation?
0: Uh, Judging by your demeanor this morning, I'm going to say no, Bill. That would be my (laughs) safe guess.
1: Well, actually, if you get down to it, um, uh, it, it, there's a good legal answer to it, to that uh, question. And the answer is it depends uh, because inflation can be based on a number of different things. Um, uh, for instance, if you own a home and have a mortgage, the cost of your, uh, principal and interest payment does not go up over time. It's basically steady, uh, which is nice. However, sometimes your mortgage is adjusted up. Why do you think that is? Um,
0: taxes go up.
1: Exactly. The cost of your taxes and the cost of, um, Uh, your insurance uh, which often is paid as part of your mortgage uh, goes up on uh, not necessarily on a yearly basis but it it, uh, typically does go up over time and so you end up paying a little bit more because you're paying those uh, costs inside your mortgage Um, do food costs go up every every year
0: no absolutely okay
1: well that's something that all of us deal with but For instance, uh, inflation as it relates to rent would typically go up higher than if – a whole lot higher uh, each year than if you were paying a mortgage, right? Right. Okay. Well, there's one area where there's a group of us who pay a whole lot more uh, than others, and that's in health care. Now – what I'm really getting at is 1.6% is probably close to your inflation because you're a young young person. Um, and our current consumer price index um, that's used for our COLA right now is based on urban wage earners and clerical workers. Now, you're not a clerical worker, but you are an urban wage earner. <laughs> so... The 1.6 is probably reasonably accurate for you. The big difference for you would be whether you own a home or whether you rent. If you rent, uh, uh, then the 1.6 is probably not quite there. If you own a home, it probably is uh, pretty close. Uh, But there's a big group of us where 1.6 does not really – fit the bill. And that's for retirees. That's for seniors. Uh, And the biggest difference uh, in the factor uh is the fact that uh health care costs for seniors, um even if we're on uh Medicare, which you know obviously most seniors are, um uh, our health care costs are far, far higher than young people. And of course part of that is because you're younger and healthier and therefore have fewer health care costs. The cost of your health insurance is is going up more than 1.6 percent, and that's true for all of us. But the big difference is as a senior, we actually have more health care costs, more co-pays, more deductibles uh, than younger people because we're using uh, the, the services a whole lot more than you are. So, um, if if you're a, a senior and you think our colas are unfair to you, um, there is a bill um, in in Congress to 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 change it. Um, it's uh, it's House Bill 1553, of, and it's called the Fair Cola for Seniors Act. Now to the degree that you'd like to call your congressman and, and basically ask them to support this bill, uh, which would increase your uh, uh, COLAs uh, to a good bit more. And, and you say, well, how much more? Actually, if they if they were using a different COLA, it would be about a quarter of a percent higher than the 1.6%. And you may think, well, that's not a whole lot, but actually over time it is. <laughs> but I wouldn't lose any sleep if, if, if when you call your congressman they hang up on you and tell you to go away because the likelihood of, of uh, our, our congress doing anything to help us with uh, the cost of living increases um, is slim and none. Um, <laughs> you know, truthfully, they're, they're looking at ways of, of uh, shorting us more and more uh, while they're taxing us more and more. That's just uh, – it seems just the way that that Congress works. Um, now, now, let me go to the state level because <laughs> since I'm doing some complaining. But uh, now, let's talk about managed care. Um, now I'm obviously I'm talking about health care and uh, on the state level uh, our our state um, representatives have been trying to find ways um, to reduce how much they budget for uh, health care that the, that the state pays and uh, in order to do that um, they are moving per, um, To uh, instead of FIFA services, they're moving to managed care programs. And unfortunately, now, this is really true um, for um, uh, Medicaid. And this is a far bigger problem than most people realize. But uh, because of what our state legislature has done in terms of trying to move to managed care, uh, in order to reduce how much they pay, the fact is that, that uh, it's a disaster waiting to happen. People who need services are not going to get services. And there's a lot in, in, in stake to it. But, I mean, just if you ask why am I frustrated so much as it relates to um, the lower-income folks who might go on Medicaid at home, not being able to get health care services because of the way the state is moving. Um, it, it's, they, in order to move towards managed care, wouldn't you know who they appointed to determine who would get the contracts for managed, managed care and how it would operate? Well, they chose someone who was steeped in the insurance industry, the health insurance industry. So guess who got all the contracts? The health insurance industry. And you might say, well, who didn't get a contract that was actually uh, trying to get a contract? Well, all of the hospitals in this state came together in order to create a plan, a managed care plan that would work for folks. And guess who didn't get the, a contract? I mean, it was sort of a no-brainer that when the hospitals could come together all across the state and and create a plan for themselves that was workable and would work, they were excluded. Uh, and I, I don't have anything to do with hospitals other than as a patient. <laughs> so I'm not trying to advocate because they're paying me. Not Not at all. I'm advocating because it's wrong in terms of of what's happened and and um now i'm not totally against managed care we have one good managed care program in north carolina at this point and it's called pace it's it's a program uh, to allow folks who need nursing care to receive services uh, and not be institutionalized. No, uh, and, uh, but guess what? Our state legislature has frozen the expansion of PACE programs. To me, that's totally wrong. So if you live in Wake County or Durham County or Orange County or Chatham County, yes, there's a PACE program for you. Isn't that great? But if you live in Johnston County or Franklin County or Lee County, uh, or any of those northern-tier counties, none of those counties have a PACE program, and they don't have a PACE program because the state legislature, who says they like managed care, have frozen the ability of anyone to open a, a PACE program in, in those counties. And so it, so whether or not that program is available to you depends solely on where you live and that's not, that's just not right. It's, I mean, I realize that I'm complaining here uh, about how our government helps us. But, uh, <laughs> but it, you know, sometimes things are so wrong that it just infuriates you because there's a better way that can save money and can, uh, uh, but it's sort of like you put the wrong people in charge and you get the result you get somewhat of an expected result but the now there is a group that's going to be significantly impacted and that's our assisted living facilities that accept a program called special assistance for low-income seniors who need assisted living Uh, there's a big hole in in the safety net for seniors who need assisted living but the, but there is help for those who are very very low income uh, and have few assets and and uh, the problem for the assisted living uh, communities that accept special assistance is in order for this managed care program to work they will have to put all of their patients on one program. In other words, it'll have to be a requirement, whereas you're supposed to have a selection among five or six different programs, uh, but they're different in terms of one program will offer some services and other programs will offer other services. And of course, again, what programs are available to you will depend on where you live, because Um, a county like Wake will have far more choices than if you live in a rural area. But the problem for the assisted living homes is they're not going to be able to deal with more than one contractual service because then they'll know what they can do and what they can't do for each patient. Otherwise, they're going to be screwed. This is a disaster waiting to happen, and it hasn't actually been implemented yet, uh, but it will be implemented soon enough. And Um, And the reason it hadn't been implemented is because state budget hadn't passed, but it's part of of that budget piece and it's delayed. And so uh, the movement from FIFA services, which, you know, the doctors and hospital will say they're not being paid enough now with FIFA services, but this managed care is going to mean that they're not even going to be getting anything or very, very little, less than what they get now for trying to help people. And, and again, when you're talking about – I mean, the dynamics of it is the rest of us will have to make up for uh, trying to help folks. It's, it's sort of like taxes when you reduce the tax on a certain group of people – uh, then the middle class has to make it up. And that's exactly where we are with this. When you're looking at, at reducing uh, FIFA services into managed care, it's it's really just going to be a disaster waiting to happen, all because of our wonderful government. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's frustrating in the sense that we can we can see the problem down the road. The population is aging; we're getting older. Pe- more people are retiring, and mm-hmm. you can see that we'll need more options rather than fewer. And uh, to put band aids and, and minor fixes on things, uh, I'm, I'm with you, Bill. It's it's very frustrating. But we got to take mm-hmm. a quick break. We'll be back with more. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, Bill, I've got on the rundown here that you want to talk about cell phones. Are we reviewing the latest smartphone (laughs) that hit the market? Absolutely not. Okay.
1: Absolutely not. Well, you know, asset protection has to do with how do you protect yourself from people who want to steal from you. Uh, Take your money away from you. Uh, What are best practices? And, of course, cell phones uh, give scammers, give crooks, uh, thieves uh, a greater ability to contact uh, you uh, and take your money away from you in in one form or another. And so I think it's uh, important – I mean, uh, all of us uh, who have – A a cell phone, a smartphone, anyway, one with applications on it. Now, you know, sometimes I think about going back to the old flip phone that has, uh, you know, you can receive a call uh, and you might be able to text, but that's all it will do. You know, it doesn't give you any other functionality. Uh, Maybe that's where I need to go because it really is frustrating. Uh, And I guarantee you, and I'm, I'm not like. I I mean, my situation is just like everybody else's. I probably get four or five calls each day that are either from scammers or marketers and and folks that shouldn't have my number, you know, people that I have not given my number out to, uh, things like that. And it's just frustrating uh, to get these calls that are unwanted. Um, Now, uh, one of the things that I think most of us have seen is that we will get calls from uh, what looks like a local number. In other words, the same uh, three-digit prefix of our own telephone will get calls, and then we find out that it's from either a marketing group or we think it's a scammer, which it probably is. And, you know, every time I get one, it just makes me mad and uh, the secondary question is, how do they do that? <laughs> well, the truth is that you can go onto your app store and any person can have a free download, uh, or you can even purchase a more sophisticated download for five to ten dollars or less, uh, which will spoof a phone number. And it's really important for us as consumers to realize that our caller ID on our telephone is useless now. In other words, people should ignore the caller ID uh, on their cell phone unless they know it's coming from a a person that that they want to hear from. (laughs) And what I'm getting at, when I say spoof – That means I can download this application and I can call your number and make it appear that I'm calling from a legitimate Internal Revenue Service number or the Sheriff's Office or the Police Department or pick a number (laughs) from any number, and it's a legitimate number, but the fact is, I can call you and make it appear on your caller ID that I'm actually calling as a representative of the Sheriff Department or the Internal Revenue Service or the Department of Revenue uh, or Social Security or, or whatever. And you just have to be understanding enough to know that that uh, it, it's a spoof. It's not true. And and if I pay a little bit more for my application, in other words, if I don't get a free download, I can even manipulate my voice to sound like a, a, a young girl. I mean, uh, that's scary when you think about that as well. If I were trying to spoof a grandparent and say, you know, I'm in jail in Mexico, which, of course, is an old spoof that's been around for many years, that's pretty scary. Um, so... Um, it, the the main thing, the point I'm trying to make is that uh, people need to understand that your caller ID today is useless. I mean, it, it, you should ignore it and, and just um, not pay any attention to it at, at all. Uh, and if you get a, a, a call, which appears to be coming from the Sheriff's Department or the Internal Revenue Service, your first thought should be, this is a scam. Now, talking to seniors, um, the first thing you need to know is the fact that you're at the top of the list in relation to whom the scammers are going after because, number one, seniors tend to have the most money. Uh, Seniors tend to own their homes, and guess what? If you're in your late 70s or older then you are at the very top of the scammers list. And of course, uh, one of the other percentages that's a little bit scary is that about 10% of seniors who are living at home by themselves, um, they uh, about 10% have memory issues. Now that doesn't necessarily mean serious memory issues, but at least some slight dementia. Uh, and even those of us who don't have dementia Uh, When we reach our late 70s or early 80s, for most people, our brain function slows down. So we don't process information quite as fast, and that makes us more susceptible to scams. So we have to know ourselves. uh, And, of course, there's another piece about getting older that most folks realize too, and that is that not only do our brain functions slow down – for a lot of folks we don't see as well and we don't hear as well again uh to the degree that we we can't observe uh as well um that makes us more susceptible to scams and so it's um something that we all need to know uh if you are uh, younger and trying to help your parents or grandparents avoid these kinds of things, one of the smartest things that you can do is to go on the North Carolina Attorney General's website uh, for the Consumer Protection Division, and they actually have a booklet that you can download on the, the um, uh, frauds that are going on in North Carolina right now, the scams, uh, and, you know, knowledge means an awful lot in terms of understanding how scammers are working, uh, and so you can read about 50 to 100 different scams that are going on so that you know what, what the scammers are doing, and try, try to educate your parents and grandparents on these types of scams um and there are some other things that you can do as well i mean you can reduce the number of these weird calls you get by going uh by using your cell phone and and downloading an app called no 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 mo robo (laughs) so you'll get fewer robo calls uh and that would that's helpful as well and there's some other Applications that are similar to NOMO Robo, that's just one that I'm familiar with that can help a little bit, but nothing is going to prevent this uh, completely. Um, Two of the most important things seniors can do to protect themselves uh, from some scams uh, is to freeze their credit at the three credit bureaus. Um, That is one of the most important things that people can do and by freezing your credit that does not mean that your current credit that is your current credit cards and your charge cards at Belks or whatever uh, uh, are not good they they stay good but it means you can't open new credit without unfreezing uh, your credit momentarily and then you know so if you need a uh, to to buy a new car on, and get a loan or something like that, then you unfreeze your credit for that hour and then freeze it back. And that, that is very helpful. And it's also really helpful to have a trusted family member monitor your accounts each month uh, to be able to go online or either get a paper statement so that they can look to make sure that all of the activity in your accounts are normal. Those two things together are the most important things that seniors can do um, to protect themselves um, from scams like that. Now, there are just lots and lots of scams out there, and it's uh, real easy to get pulled into one, unfortunately. And it's not just older folks who are susceptible to it. Younger folks can be uh, scammed, too. So you have to be really careful.
0: You do have to be aware and, you know, also understand that a lot of these big organizations, like the Internal Revenue Service and other ones like that, they're not going to ask for money over the phone. They're going to send you something in the mail if it's legitimate. So, uh, always be weary. And it's just it's frustrating, Bill, that you know we live in a day and age where we can video conference each other on the cell phone, but we can't get the phone the right phone number to show mm-hmm. up on the screen it's uh, it's a little bit frustrating in that regard sure we got to take a quick break we'll be back with more you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander on news radio 680 wptf News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong. Thanking you for joining us this morning. And Bill, we've covered a, a gamut of things so far this morning, but one of the popular things that we like to do is some myth-busting around here. And it's, been, it's been a while <laughs> since we've, we've taken to that. And you mentioned Medicaid earlier in the program, and I, I think it's time, Bill, for us to bust some Medicaid myths.
1: Well, I think... Th- think that's really helpful to folks because uh all right so we're talking about medicaid not medicare you know a lot of folks get confused medicare is the health insurance program that all seniors end up on uh at about age 65 some folks get to join a little bit later than that depending on uh who they work for but most of us uh join medicaid uh at um age 65. That's not the program I'm talking about. Medicaid is a needs-based program, and uh, there's uh, so much misunderstanding about Medicaid. And one of the things that's really important, for particularly for middle-class people to understand, is that one— of the Medicaid programs because a lot of folks think Medicaid is just one big program and it's a poor people's program and it's the it's uh, and you have to be poor to get any kind of Medicaid and the point for a lot of folks that they need to understand is that there is one Medicaid pro actually there's more than one but one particular Medicaid program that is actually designed for middle class families. And it's because of the recognition that nursing facility care is more expensive than virtually any family can actually afford, and that if you might need nursing facility care, that it will destitute you and your family very, very quickly. And so as a result of that, the Medicaid for Nursing Facility Care program um, is one that actually uh, is designed so that middle-class families can actually get eligible for that program and preserve most of what they have. Now, it is very complex. I'll be the first to say that, and that's one reason we stay so busy at W.G. Alexander and Associates because we help those families uh, get eligible for Medicaid and preserve their assets uh, for their spouse and for their families. Uh, and it's really important. But, okay, what are some of the myths? Uh, one, of, one myth is if you go on Medicaid, the state will take your home upon your death. And, of course, that can be true. It's a half-truth. Truthfully, if you have an elder law attorney helping you, it should never be true. Uh, There are lawful, ethical, wonderful ways to, uh, to protect your assets from what's called Medicaid estate recovery. But there are some families that do not seek help. Uh, they basically uh, go on Medicaid because almost all of their property is gone other than maybe their home. And then they go on Medicaid and uh, they own their home by themselves and their med- and their home is in their estate upon their death. And so the Medicaid lien attaches and uh, the state does get the home under those uh, circumstances. But the point is, is that you don't, As long as you seek good professional help before death, uh, then uh, in most cases, you can keep that from happening. So to me, that's more myth than it is true. But, you know, most myths get started because there's some truth to it. (laughs) Does that make sense? So... um, What's another myth? Uh, Another myth that, and unfortunately, there are attorneys out there who uh, proliferate this myth, and that is that the only way for a middle-class family to go on Medicaid is by putting all of their resources in an irrevocable trust uh, and waiting for five years uh, until they apply for Medicaid. Um, And again, that's just not True, Uh, An irrevocable trust is one tool that can be used to help families. But the truth is most seniors don't want to put their resources in an irrevocable trust and hope that they don't need Medicaid for five years. I mean, that's just not – um, the situation for, for most families. And, and so because of the myth that you have to wait five years after transferring all your property out, there are a lot of folks who could go on Medicaid very quickly who don't seek professional help because they think of this five-year look-back rule as a prohibition to being able to um, receive Medicaid if they need nursing care. And again, uh, the truth is most of our clients are folks who are in immediate crisis. In other words, mom's in rehab and the doctors are saying she's not going to be able to go home. She's got to stay in nursing care. What can we do to get her on Medicaid and or preserve uh, her resources? Uh, And those are the majority of our clients. And truthfully uh, most of our clients we can actually get on Medicaid within a uh, you know one two three four months um, which can preserve a whole lot of resources for a family and that's it's important for folks to understand that Medicaid uh, if you need that kind of Medicaid and I'm not talking about Medicaid at home that that is designed for uh, um Uh, folks with very few resources but if you need nursing care uh it is acknowledged that it's too expensive for everyone and that uh, medicaid can be available to you and folks need to understand that and seek professional help if if they are worried about it uh one last point that i need to make is that oftentimes um you know you're getting older um and uh, you think, well, it's a possibility, but we're hoping to stay out of nursing care forever. Uh, that's a goal all of us should have. But uh, seniors need different documents, uh, basic legal documents, than other folks. And most seniors don't have the documents that allow an asset protection planner like us to be able to, to uh, get, someone on Medicaid uh, fortunately for us um, most of our clients are not uh, incompetent when they come to us uh, but uh, so we want to have those documents before somebody uh, becomes incapacitated having the right documents in place before that is huge and of course since we don't know if uh, in the future if we will be in that boat uh, uh, having, Uh, those documents done fairly early is uh, always a great idea.
0: Yep. Planning is key. And if you need help with that, schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can go online to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website, WGALaw.com. Or you can call the office 919- 256-7000 Two five six seven thousand, and if you go online to wgalaw.com that's also where you can register for Bill's free monthly seminars that's where you can find help about uh, Medicaid and long term care assistance uh, it's a fascinating and very educational seminar and it's free find more at wgalaw.com we have to take a quick break we'll be back with more you're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. I am Jason Kong. He is Bill Alexander, and we are both very happy to be here with you this morning. As uh, Bill, or, uh, our list of categories and topics here continues to change. And uh, before we get out of here, I know you wanted to spend some time talking about annuities.
1: Well, the folks who know me uh, know that I think uh, what I think about annuities. The first thing that folks need to understand is that annuities are oversold in this country, particularly to seniors. Um, and so seniors need to be really careful in terms of taking as to whether or not they're going to be able to pay the uh, there, there are some really good annuities out there, uh, but whether they're appropriate for you as a senior uh, is a huge question, and uh, most financial advisors are, have, have no knowledge of government assistance programs such as Medicaid or VA pension programs. Uh, and the like. And unfortunately, if you don't know how those programs work, you can't factor in eligibility for those programs uh, into your recommendation to a client as it relates to purchasing or not purchasing a good annuity. All right. So if you assume that the, the annuity has some good features to it, uh, and what draws seniors to annuities is a feature in most of them that they cannot lose principal. Um, you know, they may not make income, but they they're not going to lose a, a nickel of their principal. Uh, and if an annuity doesn't have that, then it's probably not an annuity that you should even consider. <laughs> but that's a different that's a different uh, problem. But. Uh, And I'll give you an example of a case I just uh, reviewed. I have an 81 year old lady, nice lady. Uh, Her life expectancy under the Social Security tables, uh, and and I might be off a little bit because I'm not looking at my notes, uh, but about eight years. Well, she has an annuity that has not been annuitized. And. the bottom line is that um, if she were to need Medicaid, um, in other words, as an older senior, uh, what it's come down to is when we looked at things, the only way that we could um, make it work for her where the family did not lose money from the annuity was a five-year uh, annuity Payout. Well, so we sent in the paperwork for that. So it would be a new guaranteed annuity payments for five years. Uh, well, the company came back and said, no, you can't choose that option. Uh, you're, you have a minimum annuitization period of 10 years. Well, the problem is that 10 years is more than her life expectancy. So if she annuitized, for the 10-year period, as the company is suggesting, um, it would make her ineligible for Medicaid in a nursing home at any time in the future. So she would fall through the safety net, through that big hole, because her annuity would always disqualify her. Always. And that's horrible, <laughs> okay, and it's based on the annuity contract. And so what it boils down to is it comes back to, well, was she an appropriate person for this uh, annuity? And the answer, in my opinion, is no, even though many financial advisors would say, of course, this was a wonderful investment. And and that's the real problem. So if, if you're uh, – now – the folks who can buy an annuity with no problem whatsoever are ones where if you're going to annuitize uh, within your life expectancy, that that would work if it otherwise makes sense to you. If you have long-term care insurance where you know you're never going to be seeking Medicaid, but that's a very small percentage of us who have the long-term care uh, policies that will do that. And then lastly is a group of folks who are extremely wealthy, uh, and so they're self-insured, and they're never going to be seeking Medicaid anyway. And then there's another group uh, that may not consider themselves extremely wealthy, but if they have a super large uh, retirement account, let's say a half million to a million dollar retirement account, then uh, if they're single, uh, then then obviously – um, uh, Medicaid is not in the cards for those folks. So if they wanted to invest, uh, if if you know you're not going to be ever uh, seeking Medicaid eligibility, then um, uh, uh, then an annuity is an okay investment under uh, if you get the right one. So that's just a different discussion. But there's so many folks that should not be buying annuities, particularly those who are truly middle class and may need Medicaid in the future, if, particularly if they don't have long-term care insurance.
0: Unintended consequences yes. of making some of those financial decisions. Well, if you want to uh, get any sort of help and you're interested in having your uh, portfolio looked at and want to make sure that you have the right plans in place, schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. 919-256-7000 is the number to call, 919 919- 256 7, 000, or go online to wgalaw.com. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Just enough time here to remind you that if you are interested in signing up and registering for the free November seminars that Bill will be putting on on November 13th, you can go online to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. You can also call the office if you want to register. It's 919 919- Hey, and also WGALaw.com is the place where you can go if you want to download the Asset Protection Today podcast. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts or Google Play and get some great tips and advice from Bill. These are uh, 10 to 12 minute segments from Bill where uh, you get some great information and knowledge that uh, you can't find anywhere else. So again, it's the Asset Protection Today podcast. You can find it and download it anywhere where podcasts are found. We are out of time for today, but I want to remind you, you can join us next Saturday at 11 for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great weekend.